0: This first story is about a lost sheep. You've got to wonder, like, how do you lose a sheep? I mean, really, like, how do you lose a sheep? If you're a shepherd, how do you lose a sheep? You ask yourself a question, if I was a sheep, would I know that I was lost? Um, But I'm pretty sure that the sheep at first doesn't understand that it's lost because it's too busy eating fresh grass. chapter in the book of Luke. Um, Now, if you've you've been around me very long, or or you've heard me talk about Bible authors, you'll know that Luke is one of my favorite Bible authors. He's a Gentile like me, um, so he explains things that are written in an Eastern book, often to Jewish people. He explains them for Gentiles, which is why I like the way he writes. Now, the chapter I want to look at is is Luke chapter 15 it's often called the lost chapter not because we don't know where to find it it's the lost chapter because it tells three stories two short ones and one long one um, about things that are lost now I want to look at a couple of things before we get into this first story You've got to ask yourself a question. Why does Jesus even bother telling these stories? Well, you read in the first in the first couple of verses of chapter 15 of Luke, we read this. Uh, The Pharisees and the teachers of religious law were complaining that Jesus was associating with people who were who weren't weren't good people, who were sinful people. He was he was eating with them and sitting down and 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 hanging out with them. And they were moaning. So Jesus tells these three stories because religious people are moaning. Hmm. Don't know if you've ever met any religious moaning people, but that's who Jesus told these stories for. And he told these three stories to illustrate a truth. And and I want to look at the first of the three stories that he tells. This first story... Is about a lost sheep. And you have gotta wonder, like, how do you lose a sheep? I mean, really, like, how do you lose a sheep? If you're a shepherd, how do you lose a sheep? Well, I've been with people when they've lost cows. Now, a cow is significantly bigger than a sheep. And, and you can lose them on an open range, an open pasture. So I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy to lose a sheep. Now, sheep in the Bible are described as herd animals. And in fact, sometimes, sometimes, human beings in the Bible are likened to sheep. In fact, in a book called Isaiah, uh, or Isaiah, depending on which part of the planet you come from, uh, In a book called Isaiah, uh, chapter 53, verse 6, it says this. People are like sheep. Every one of them strays and goes off on their own way. And I think that's a pretty good descriptor of people in the 21st century. I I really do. This, This book is so current, it's scary. Because we have people going their own way all the time. Now, now, if you just change the phrase slightly, you might see what I mean. Going your own way. Following my own truth. Now, we should, we should be true to what we, we think is true. We should, we should act according to what we think is true. But if you've got eight and a half billion people on planet Earth all following their own truth, is it any wonder there's never any peace? because at some point somebody's truth has to be more valid than somebody else's it has to be and, and so this sheep in this story is following its own truth and so it gets lost, now a sheep is a herd animal as I said and, and so this sheep wanders off now you ask yourself a question, if I was a sheep would I know that I was lost? well I don't know what the mental capacity is of the average woolly-back, but I'm pretty sure that the sheep at first doesn't understand that it's lost because it's too busy eating fresh grass. Now, it doesn't tell us why it wandered off or where it wandered off to. It doesn't tell us how it got lost. The only thing that matters is it's actually lost. So when we understand that it's lost, we think, well, okay, um, at what point did it figure out that it was lost? Well, when it's separated from everybody else and it's exposed, you see, we can think that, hey, you know, uh, life's life's laid out pretty pretty straightforward in front of us. But it, but hey, it's easy enough to get sidetracked. And so, in our in our in our quest for our own truth, sometimes we end up getting into a place where we are sidetracked, and suddenly, we're not with the rest of the herd, and all of a sudden we feel exposed. Now, me and my wife, we were out for a walk the other night, and uh, we were walking along, and we saw this cat. Now, it was obviously an indoor cat. You could just tell the way it walked, right? It wasn't a feral cat. It wasn't a hunting cat. It was a bit of a spoiled indoor cat. And where we live, there's loads of coyotes. And I looked at that cat, and I thought, you are just one evening away from being a coyote meal. Now, that's not cruel. It's nature. That's just the way it is. And the sheep, if it's off on its own, separate from the herd and separate for protection, maybe it was at that point that it realized it was exposed. Maybe it was at that point that it realized, hey, I'm out here on my own, and uh, no one knows where I am, and uh, I'm pretty exposed. Maybe... Maybe that's when it realized. Now, what do you think a sheep does when it's exposed and lost and on its own and it can't find its way back? Well, it's a pretty simple answer, really. It starts to bleat. No, it starts to bleat. It's a distress call. It, It makes some sort of sheepy sound. Um... The, the problem is, when you do that, as a sheep, if you're lost, who actually hears the bleating of the sheep? Now, the simple answer to that is the shepherd. And that's true, but it's not just the shepherd. It's the predators too. So when this sheep sends out a distress call, different things are gonna answer that call. And the sheep has to be a bit discerning at this point to figure out, hey, do I go with the wolf or do I go with the shepherd? Do I go with somebody who at best, at best has a self-serving motivation Or do I go with somebody who's gonna rescue me and look after me and really care for me? Who do I go with? You're lost, you have no direction, you feel exposed, you feel isolated. Is Is this starting to sound like anybody to you? You see, I don't know what different people's type of bleating is I, I know I know that I realised that I was exposed, I know that I realised that I was um, I was lost in my own truth <laughs> it's a great expression lost in my own truth I realised that when I woke up with alcohol poisoning once I woke up with alcohol poisoning with a tube stuffed down my throat having my stomach pumped you see my own truth at that point had led me to act out in a way that really was not healthy for me as a human being or healthy for anybody else that I was acting out with it really wasn't Especially when, especially when you wake up in a, in a morning and you've got your head down a toilet. I don't know if you've noticed this, but toilets are not designed to accommodate your face. Um, now, they do, they will fit in there. Um, but you're about to put your head in a place that was not designed for this end of your body. And at that time, it's a wake-up call. And maybe the sound of my own puking was my own realisation that I was bleating. Now, you might think that's gross, but sometimes we have to be faced with the, with the reality of our own lostness and grossness to make smart choices. And in the middle of my bleeding and in the middle of my, my lostness, I had some choices to make. I, I knew I was lost and, and, I'm, and I'm bleeding away. And then different people come along with the answers. I found my answer like this. Uh, I'd wandered into a church one evening, and through a series of events we can't go into now, I ended up with this Bible, and I took it to a pub. And I sat there, because somebody who told me uh, the night before, if you're gonna get a Bible and you're gonna grab one, Read the book of John. So I started to read the book of John. Now, the book of John starts off very strangely. This is how it starts. It starts, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And everything that was made, was made because of the Word. And as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, this doesn't make any sense. And then it starts talking about somebody called John. And I'm thinking, well, who's John? And it didn't make any sense to me at all. No sense. But as I kept reading in that pub, Sitting down at a table, bleating, you know, bleating in full bleat, reading this Bible that I got that I didn't understand at all. I read past the things that I didn't understand and I got to John chapter 1, verse 43, and this is what it says It says, Jesus went out into the marketplace and he found a man called Philip. <laughs> And that's my name. Somebody pointed out to me, "Hey Phil. He found you. It's right in the Bible. He found you." And you know what? That's the truth. You see, I didn't meet Jesus physically because that would be weird. But honestly, the strength of the encounter with the truth that Jesus told felt physical. Like truly it did. It just it felt physical. It changed everything about me. And so I, st- I started to try to figure out, how do I follow this teaching? How do I do this? You see, in the Bible, as Jesus describes himself, and as Michael talked about the other week, he said Jesus described himself as the good shepherd. Now, now when somebody comes along and, and comes alongside you, especially when you're in some sort of distress, you want to make sure that they're good because at that point you're quite vulnerable. And Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd. So in that bar, in that pub, that day, I had to make a decision and it took a while for me to figure this out. It took a while. It took a while for the decision to stick too. It took a while for me to, to figure out which direction I was going to go in. Was I going to accept the teaching of, that is in this book that Jesus talks about. Am I actually going to do that? And, And then I read in John chapter 10, this, this is what it says. John chapter 10, verse 10, it says this. The thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus comes to give a rich and satisfying life. Now, it doesn't mean rich bank account. It means a meaningful, purpose-filled life. And that's what I didn't have. I really didn't. I had, I had, I had my own truth. <laughs> it wasn't doing anything. It really wasn't. And I had to decide. And then the next verse says this. I am the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. That's how Jesus describes himself. So now I'm faced with this choice sitting in this bar. Am I going to take the advice of this good shepherd? But before I do that, I have to make a choice to acknowledge the unseen reality of my lostness in my own truth. Yeah, I had my own truth and I was i was totally lost in it wasn't accomplishing anything I am a good shepherd is what he says am I going to believe that? what gives him the right to turn up seemingly in a pub in 20th century Britain because it was a while ago and interfere in my life. What gives him the right to do that? What gives him the right to come along and interfere in my life? Well, if you keep reading John chapter 10, in verse 18 it says this. First of all, Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd in John 10, verse 11. And he says, a shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And history, history has Jesus dying on a cross for me and you and us. He does it for all of us. History has the good shepherd laying down his life for the sheep who've been sidetracked. Who've got lost in their own truth. There's an interesting phrase that Jesus uses about 7 verses later. He says this, "I have the authority to lay my life down <laughs> and I have the authority to pick it back up." <laughs> to lay down. He lays down his life. It's not taken from him. He lays it down. For his sheep. He lays it down for me. He lays it down for you. He lays it down for us. So that he can rescue us from the lostness of our own truth and introduce us to the reality and the direction that comes from following his truth. Now, like I said, I have to then decide what I'm going to do with that. And I have decided. And while you're sitting listening to this, I wanna ask you in a moment to pray with me. But I just wanna take a moment uh, to think about that before we do that. You see, I don't know what truth you're following today. I really don't. I don't know if uh, you try to follow truth and you feel let down. I don't know if you've feel ripped off I don't know what's going on in your life but I do know I do know that when I ask the Father Son and the Holy Spirit to enter my life that everything changes and I know that the Good Shepherd has a plan and a purpose for all our lives so right now I want to pray for us so Father In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of your Son, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I acknowledge my own lostness following my own truth. And even as I say that, I realize that it's an unseen reality in my life. And I ask you to forgive me for that and the pride that comes with following my own truth. And I ask you in Jesus' name, with your Holy Spirit's anointing, fill my life. You are the good shepherd. You gave your life up for me, one of your lost sheep. Thank you for that. And I thank you for the gift of a rich, purposeful life that comes from following your truth. In Jesus' name, keep me safe. Amen. If you prayed that with me today, that's wonderful. Tell somebody. Call the church, email us, or tell someone. Um, It's the start of a journey to discover His truth in your life. Bless you. What if we could love the way Jesus did? Passionately, faithfully, powerfully. What if the way we love could make a difference in the world around us? What if that love looked at everyone the way God does? A love which doesn't see the past, but is consumed by a desire to see people come to know Jesus love which is patient and kind, not envious or prideful. A love which puts others before ourselves, chooses peace over anger. A love which protects, trusts, hopes, perseveres. Do we love like this? Do we love like Jesus Maybe it's time to ask a simple question. How can we love better?
1: but the blood
0: A helicopter coming in low over here. I don't know if it's going to stop or not. But there we go. I may have to wait. Yeah, I'm going to have to wait.